What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Drunk Turkey Show. I'm your host, Daniel J. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the cell phone tower um, warrant and the evidence that the uh, po- that the uh, Moscow Police Department obtained to acquire that warrant. Um, this has been something that's been bothering me a little bit, um, trying to figure out what it was, and it's been right in front of me. The problem is the way they wrote this affidavit and, and things are... You'll see. So, but before we get into it, um, I want to, you know, have a quick word of our sponsor today's sponsors, Data Seal. Uh, if you have any concerns about, you know, your privacy, your home address, phone number, political um, preference, uh, religious preference, being online, check out Data Seal. Um, they have an excellent program that uh, basically clears your information off the web. And so, um, go check it out. Link is in the description and also in the comments section below. Get five percent off when you hit that link. Well, anywho, so <clears throat> I, I've I've told you guys, and I'll pin it up here somewhere in the top here, um, that I thought that the police weren't um, on Koberger early on, that they obviously knew who he was um, come November 30th. But to me, I, I think it was somewhere in late December is when they actually started to focus in on him. And, and that's what I want to talk about as well. And so let's get into it. Um, here is the affidavit. And, uh, you know, I've been just it's just been bothering me so much about about what what evidence did they have to acquire that affidavit for um, Koberger's or the search warrant for Koberger's um, cell phone data history. And it's in here. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to highlight the main important parts of this. Right. And so it says here, and this is in his arrest warrant, Koberger is currently a Ph.D. student in criminology at Washington State University. Uh, Koberger's past education included undergraduate degrees in psychology and cloud-based forensics. Uh, Koberger wrote an essay that he had an interest in assisting rural law enforcement agencies with how to better collect and analyze technological data as a public, in public safety operations. Right. So those three sentences there tell me that what they're trying to say here is that Koberger um, knows how to hide um, his trail when it comes to, you know, uh, cellular devices. Right. And so this is here as a part of that investigation, law enforcement obtained a search warrant to determine cellular devices that utilize cell towers in close proximity to King Road residents on November 13th, 2022 between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. Now, that part confused me because it doesn't say um, that this was a search warrant for Koberger's device. It says was for cell towers. But that that doesn't make any sense, and this is a lie, because the cell towers warrant was on November 16th. This is the um, affidavit... Um, for the for the uh, cell phone towers, it's right here on 11 16 2022. I obtained a search warrant for the ATT cell tower, and this is for the GPS coordinates November 17th. GPS coordinates, cell phone tower. So, when I looked at this and I read as part of this investigation, I'm assuming that that investigation is referencing what they're talking about, Koberger, which 
They weren't aware of Koberger until the end of November. So one of two things are happening here. Either they were aware of Koberger significantly earlier, but still chose to not do anything, which doesn't make any sense because they got super excited about the wife, you know, Elantra and Eugene. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's insane. I, I think it's, I think that, I think it's more misworded, right? So law enforcement had obtained search warrants to determine cellular devices, uh, towers in close proximity to the King road residence. Right. But I think I think that's where it's supposed to have stated, right? I don't think it. I think this part is part of this investigation. Um, I think that's in the wrong spot. I think this is just somebody misplacing this this part right here. To be honest with you guys, I think what happened was they had the cell phone towers, right? Um, and they had that warrant. And as part of this investigation that they did on Koberger. They went back to this warrant that they had already had. And it says here that after determining Koberger was associated both with the 2015 White Elantra and the 8458 phone, investigators reviewed these search warrant returns. A query of the 8458 phone and these returns did not show that 8458 phone utilizing cell tower resources in close proximity to King Road residents between 3 and 5 a.m. All right, so remember the first part that we talked about, these three sentences that were about Koberger, his, um, you know, he's cloud-based forensics experience, what his interests were, things of that nature. Um, they're saying, they're assuming that because of those things and because he knows how to cover his tail, that this is a sign of him covering his tail. Thus, they should have, a, you know, have enough evidence to get the warrant uh, for the uh, for his cell phone data, and I would agree, this is more than just height, weight, and why you know drives a white Elantra. This is all right. He has training in doing uh, on how to um, capture criminals using technical data from the cellular devices, and thus you know if you had training and you'd know how to get around it, obviously turning off your phone, and so. Um, they're saying because of those two things and the fact that his phone was off during the commission of the crime, they suspect that um, that obviously he uh, committed this crime. And not to mention that they were looking at that tower in close proximity to the King Road residence between three and five. His phone came back on at um, 448. Uh, it was about it was a few miles south. Of Moscow, so I'm not sure if it would still be considered in close proximity. Um, but if it does show up in that cell tower, then um, you know at 4:48, you know between those hours, then you also have, you know, hey, his phone turned on, you know, after the commission of the crime very early, and he's somewhat in the area. So this goes on to say, based on my training experience, conversations with law enforcement officers that specialize in utilization and cell. Cellular telephone records as part of investigations. Individuals can either leave their cell phone at a different location before com committing a crime or turn their cell phone off prior to going to a location to commit the crime. This is done by subjects in effort to avoid alerting law enforcement that cellular devices associated with them um, was in particular area where a crime is committed.
I also know that the numerous occasion subjects will surveil an area they intend to commit a crime prior to the date of the crime, depending on the circumstances. This could be done in a few days or even several months prior to the commission of the crime. During these types of surveillance, it's possible that the individual did not leave their cell phone um, at a separate location or turn it off since they do not plan to commit that offense on that particular day. On December 23rd, I applied and was granted for a search warrant for historical data records for uh, phone records between November 12th and November 14th for the phone. And so <clears throat> it was right there. And, you know, they kind of confused me <laughs> because it said here as a part of this investigation, we'll come back up here. Law enforcement obtains uh, search warrants to determine the cellular devices. And so I, I was confused as the way it was written and I took it the wrong way. And so that's my fault. But um, yeah, no, the, in my opinion, once you once you look at that aspect of it, you have the height, weight from the description, you have the vehicle, you have um, information about his studies and the fact that they were able to go back and look at the cell phone tower um, data that they had that that they had and were able to tell that his phone was off during that time, possibly because he turned his phone on during at 448 might have been what that key trigger was now what what led investigators to go down this road because i don't think it would have taken uh it should have taken this long to get this warrant from november 29th to december 23rd that's a long time you know with to have this information about Koberger to understand who he is and to know who he is and and even to just go and do a background check on him right um, had had officers and investigators gone to WSU and spoke to the professor that, you know, he was um, under, Koberger was under, that he had an altercation with several times, I'm sure he would have been given, you know, some alarming, um, he would have given them some alarming details about Koberger. And they would have been able to have gotten, um, you know, this warrant fairly quickly. You know, it, it wasn't to know his background after figuring out who he is and, and to know that he would have some sort of um, uh, understanding um, of, of technical data and how cellular devices use, this should not have taken that long. So what was it? My thoughts? I think it was him leaving town. I think him leaving town kind of sparked their uh the police's curiosity i think they thought it was for more nefarious reasons at that time on december 13th and i think that um when the vehicle in eugene oregon didn't pan out i think that's when they started to go full force on brian koberger that's my theory let me know in the comments section what you guys think what are your theories as far as uh when did they start eyeing in koberger do you guys think this is enough do you guys think that um the time difference, you know, from November 29th to December 23rd. What do y'all think about that? Do you guys think that that's just, you know, it just took that long to investigate him? Or do you guys think that they, it took a while for them to get on the right track? Let me know in the comment section. Please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button, ring that notification bell. Don't forget tomorrow night we'll be having Josh Diaz from The Lab. We're going to be talking about the Summer Wells case and deep diving into a lot more of uh, than we did last night. As, as far as last night, it was just the bare bones, trying to get to the uh, understanding of the case, so to speak. So tomorrow night will be much more in a detailed um, live event. So don't want to miss it. 
Ring that, ring that notification bell if you haven't. That being said, I'm Daniel J. This is Drunk Turkey.